When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the movie trivia showdown, virtual style here, and it is the Inner Geekdom Tournament. The Star Wars Tournament is still up and running on Twitch every Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, but now it is the Inner Geekdom Tournament. Mark Ellis, the Inner Geekdom division has been something over the course of the last four years. Of course, starting off in 2016 when we saw Robert Meyer Burnett as the first Inner Geekdom champion. And since then, it has become like the classic intercontinental division in the late 80s of wrestling. That, that reference means nothing to you. But how do you feel about this particular tournament? Oh, Christian, I'm so glad you called on me. You know, I, I still remember when Robert Meyer Burnett won that first Intergeekdom Championship, and I remember the look on his face afterwards. He was chilling in our common room at Collider, and he was having a beer, and he just looked exhausted. And that should be noted for anybody who wants to get to that level, is weary is the head that wears the crown. But Christian, today we have two all-star competitors looking to get that crown. They want to be that exhausted in Ben Goddard and Jim Veveda. Now, as you can hear the construction behind me, these people are ready to go today. Everybody's amped. Yeah, they, they are amped because it means a lot for the factions, and that's what these tournaments have made, have meant to all the factions, and we knew because of where we are and with the uh, pandemic at hand, we were forced to do these matches virtual, but we started with exhibition matches. Those went over really well. Then we transitioned in doing Star Wars matches on Twitch. Those went over really well. We had put into plan this big 18-person tournament, um, and we now are going to have, we're going to have this is a play-in match. This is the second play-in match by the Rock Stars and Roxy Stryer, and she chose Jim Baben. This is a big match for the Rock Stars. They had a play-in match in Star Wars. Josh Cravedo got knocked out in the first round. They need the points. They really need the points here. Jim Baveda is an excellent player. He knows 
movie knowledge very well. His knowledge of the game of Schmodown has been questioned. We all know about the biopic mishap. What has he done since? Has Roxy Stryer helped him learn the game a little bit more? We don't know yet. And then you got Ben Goddard representing the den with both Kate Mulligan and Grace Hancock, who have been in his ear helping him throughout this journey, right? And he has been nothing but exceptional so far. He's won two teams matches. He's won a singles match. He held his own in the Lord of the Rings exhibition match. The kid is for real. Yeah, the kid looks unfazed, Christian. The pressure does not get to him at all. He obviously has a lot of on-camera experience. But with Veveda, I think you're getting a different one than we've ever seen before because he was always a guy where you never doubted his knowledge. You doubted how much he knew the schmodown in and out. I think that he has gotten over that mountain. I think that he has now reached that level where he knows how to play the game and he's got managers in his corner that are experts at it. So this is going to be a very even match that we have kicking off the Inner Geekdom Tournament. And as we mentioned before, we have so much history already inside of this league, already with the factions. And here's how we got here right now. I haven't played uh, in a Schmodown for like a year and a half. So I've been a little rusty, but now my blood's up and I can't wait to get back in there and kick some ass. Really? I hate losing. You look at the rock stars. They have six points. And your winner! I let you down as a manager today because I needed to make sure that you were stronger in round two. So we'll be back and we'll be better than ever next time. Hey, guys. Just use my fanny pack as a master of this quarantine. I'm outside of Roxy Stryer's house here. It's a pretty messy house, huh? I would love to answer that question, but I was so distracted by thinking about how smart you are and how you've won every match you've played. Goddard, coming out the gate here, two straight victories, one in teams, one in singles. Ben, you didn't know you were in the tournament. Like, yeah, really, like, was like, I was just as shocked as anyone. I was like... So this is what, my third league I'm competing in? Okay, let's get some wins in this one now, too. Hello, Ben. That is your real name. I'm Jim. Jim Vavita, heck of a guy, nice guy, heck of a competitor, putting Highbon in the backpack in his last match. I know you think you're one of the big boys now. I got news for you, it's a lot harder than it looks and you might want to go back to the kids table because Jim Vavita is good at everything. I'm the guy who's here, kick your ass and beat you like a war drum. You know what he's going to do? He's going to pull a Chris Jericho. He's going to disappoint. Hold <laughs> oh, something doing that. We need the points, and we have to win. I'm ready to devour and win, survive. Right now, I need a victory. I don't see the player in front of me. I just see the next victory. And unfortunately, Rockstars, you're gonna have to take another L. You've had a crazy quarantine, but it looks like it's about to get a lot more mellow for you because it's gonna be a pretty short tournament. As you see, Mark, once again, a great promo by the great Eric, the nerd chronic himself, putting together uh, to show you how much this means to the factions, to show you how much the rock stars need some points. The Den have been exceptional this year. Uh, rookie manager Kate Mulligan showing that she knows the game fairly well. And this could be a big, big, big move from them catching, trying to catch the number one spot. 
Yeah, who do you think's feeling the most pressure right now besides me trying to get the dog to stop barking at the construction workers? I got to put it on not a competitor. I actually think Kate Mulligan is a little nervous right now. I was talking to her pre-show, and she just seems a little on edge. Like She wants to make sure she has all of her ducks in a proverbial row. There's two sides of the nervousness. You got Kate Mulligan, obviously, because she's, she's so invested in her players. She's so invested in it, as, is Gra- as is Grace, and they're both ready, and they know what it means to, to win. They've been there. I believe that the pressure's on the rock stars. Now, Roxy Schreier couldn't be here today, and Hall of Famer, former team champion Mark Andreco will be in that spot as manager here today, but this is a big one from the rock stars. If they get knocked out in the first, excuse me, the play-in match and only have Alex Damon to rely on, they're, they're, they're really stretching on that last leg. Yes, as if that kid needed more pressure on his shoulders. He's already got a really heavy belt, and so carrying an entire faction, that may be a little too much for any one person to handle. So it's time for not only the competitors, but also Mark Andreco to step into the winner's circle. All right, Mark, so with that, you ready to get going? Uh, it's time to punish a loser? I don't know. That was my name today. No, not, not that. Well, no, but it's it's time for the movie trivia showdown. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll do it for real, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the movie trivia showdown. Mark, before we get to our competitors, let's get to the managers here. Let's. We're gonna have three of them in here. We got Kate Mulligan, Grace Hancock, and of course, representing the rock stars, Mark and Draco. Let's start with Grace Hancock here, the lioness. Grace, you've got to be happy with your protege here, the Den Mother, Kate, and what you guys have accomplished with the Den this season. I mean, look, do I know how to pick them or do I know how to pick them? I don't mess around. We're totally unfazed today. Contrary to what our friend Mark Ellis has said, Kate is not nervous. She eats hot dogs when she's at peace, and we are not nervous for this match. The pressure is not on us today. We're going to lay back and win. So My my mother always told me never to eat a hot dog in public. Your mom sounds lame. Your mom's not from Chicago. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, Grace. One of the things too, you and Roxy have have obviously had your past before. There, you still have not confirmed nor denied that you were the one that made her go in the wrong direction for one of her really important matches. You had a you've had a few exchanges with her before. Is it somewhat satisfying to you to know that today, if you guys take out the rock stars, that uh, Roxy's going to be in some bad shape? Yes. Fair enough. All right. Let's go to Mark Andreco. Mark, this is an interesting position for you because you know the game very well. You you and I speak about the game often. You know it. Now, inner geekdom isn't necessarily your forte, but that doesn't mean that the game and having someone like you is going to be very beneficial for Jim Babida. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing that I learned when I finally reached it was the learning curve of being able to strategize and play the game. That's just as important as knowing the answers. So, and I've been watching during this uh, quarantine. I've watched, I think, every Schmodown ever, and now I've now I'm in the inner geekdom ones because I've run out of ones. So I'm by osmosis going to know some Star Wars questions. I think, uh, Mark. Uh, look, when you look at Kate Mulligan, Christian, I, I don't want to say the term stress eating. I, I don't want to come down on anyone like that. But, Kate, it does appear that you're, you've are you stolen one of your kids' sack lunches and you're claiming it as your own. Is that indeed the case? And why? Is it stress-related? Sorry, real quick. There's a hot packet in the fridge! Just grab a Coke! Sorry, it's my two-year-old. Uh, no, first of all, that was mine. You guys playing the match right during lunchtime. So that's first of all. Well, Secondly, Mark, 
I'm not nervous about Ben Goddard ever. Ever. Any match he wants to play, he wins. So guess what? Guess what you're about to see. Ben Goddard's about to win it. Okay, one last question for you before we get <laughs> the competitors here too. You um, you came into this league. No one really knew what you were going to do, how you were going to manage. And the Den has been really, really proving themselves. The Pride having a good run. Ben Goddard having a good run. Brett Sheridan winning a match. That alone should take you to the manager of the year. Um, so how do you feel about your first – I know you're a little hard on yourself sometimes, um, but do you feel that – this tournament is yours to lose. Yes. And I'll tell you what. I think uh, we got I got so oh, and Draco, please. I think I think I'm gonna go down as the refrigerator Perry of this season. You know what I'm saying? The wow. the William Refrigerator Perry. I think I'm gonna be the rookie that gets a really good hook on a rap song when this is all done. <laughs> uh, I, but I do have to say, I I think you know there's been a lot of controversy going into this thing. Please, do I look nervous? Nah. Okay. I have faith in my guys. It starts today. Ben Goddard. There's a reason God's in his name. Okay. All right, well, can we can we give uh, can we give Kate a new nickname? I think it should be Purse Sausage. Purse <laughs> yeah. Sausage. I actually like that one. I like that one, Mark. That was good. Well, that listen. Good. Still, even though it was a long interview, we still clocked in three minutes under Brandon Hanna's promo. So let's <laughs> let, let us now. Let us now say goodbye to the managers. Thank you, guys. Congratulations on getting here right now. And someone who keeps bringing Grace back. I understand. Uh, so let us start. Mark, now, are you ready? I am ready. to. I am going to hold Kate Mulligan to that Super Bowl twenty shuffle on stage if we do the awards next year. If she wins manager of the year, she's got to bring her faction up there to do that. But Christian, in the meantime, the Punisher is ready to go. Introducing first... Representing the rock stars, making his inner geekdom debut. He is Jim the Whiskey Man Vader. Love it. I love my intro. You're the Whiskey Man. So much for that. I feel like I've earned that. That's years of liver damage just came off since the snowdown. Well, you know, you have earned it. You've been in this league for a little bit now. And, you know, I- I've known you for a bit. I know how much you know it, 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 as far as movies go. You've gotten some criticism in the past in regards to your knowledge of the game itself. Have you improved on that uh, recently with the, being uh, added to Roxy's The Rockstars? We'll find out. Yes, I, I, I believe I have. You know what I haven't improved at? Instacart. Even though I changed my delivery time, they were messaging me right before this. So, sure. Yeah, Christian, I will just go bad, but I'll win. I got so, word yeah. that David and I are kind of kindred spirits because we're both doing our laundry as we speak. One of the many benefits of doing a showdown from my mansion. So, Jim, when you look at the landscape of Inner Geekdom, I mean, let's be realistic about this. This is the play-in game, so I count you as being in the tournament. How far do you reasonably think you can make it? Can you get to the Final Four? I can Forrest Gump my way to that, sure. Yeah, I can do that. I believe in myself. Look, I'm a man wearing a pretty cool John Wick t-shirt. It is pretty good. I like that shirt. I mean, that's going to count for something. No, in all seriousness, I know my stuff. I mean, I know my weak areas and I know my strong areas. And uh, I'm pretty confident. And also, I, I did 
do some uh, I did do some homework this week and brushed up in those areas that I was a little weak in. So hopefully studying pays off, kids. Well, we're going to find out because it's time to introduce your opponent and his opponent representing the den making his inner geekdom debut ben the bandit goddard ben goddard from the den ben you have been having some season my friend here too you've you've it seems like you've had a chip on your shoulder. It seems like you want to prove to the old timers that tell you, you know, maybe relax, kid. You haven't been in this long enough to have that attitude. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, I've wanted to play Inner Geekdom for a long time. We've talked about it, and I'm glad I get to make my debut against, you know, some of the best players in the league. I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, Jim uh, was confused between the difference of DC and DCEU, so I'm not that worried. And uh, I'm taking this one match at a time. I know who's waiting for me next round, but it doesn't matter. I'm focused on Jim right now. I'm getting these three points for a TKO because Swag got gifted a TKO after the fact. So we got to take back second place, and we're coming after Finstock Exchange regardless. After this tournament, it's going to be a clear first place. Y'all can have the silver medals. We're going to get the gold. All right, there is the bandit. We're going to bring Jim back in there too. The Whiskey Man, the bandit. Ready to, Jim? Do you have any words you wanted to say to Ben? Yeah, I didn't know uh, pre-show was on the table. Oh, I'm sorry, wait, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> we'll keep you out. We'll keep you That's out. That's a JTE rule right there. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mark. Competitors have gotten here. They're ready to go. Can you give the rules here to round number one? Everybody's favorite part of the show. The rules of round number one are as follows. It's the Inner Geekdom. And so you're going to have 10 questions from 10 different corners of Inner Geekdom goodness. Each question is worth one point. There's no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing in round number one. As soon as we ask the question, each competitor hopefully has a pen or some sort of writing utensil handy and a writing tablet of some sort, a, a yellow pad, a piece of paper, a steno book, whatever you feel comfortable with. Once we ask you by name to reveal what you wrote, please show that to the camera at the same time you verbalize your answer into the microphone. I'll remind each competitor that throughout the duration of the three-round match, you each have three usages of the JTE rule. If you uh, think you need more time to answer a question, you just want us to repeat it, Use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge to be used by your manager at any point throughout the three-round match. Christian, back to you. <clears throat> oh, start with Jim. Are you ready? Yeah. Ben, are you ready? Ready. Then let's get ready to Schmodown. All right. Round number one. Question number one in the Inner Geekdom play-in match. First question. In a category of the MCU... In 2012's The Avengers, what character's death is the catalyst needed to convince the team to work together? Uh, we didn't need any of that, Christian. You and I just hit it off right away, right? I mean, you saw me come to your barbecue in 2003, and you're like, this is the guy. Uh, that's not true, but for the uh, that's new canon. Five, I think four, pretty accurate. three, two, one, pens down, and Jim. Agent Phil Coulson. It is, and thank you for the handwriting. I like the handwriting. Ben Goddard. Agent Coulson. Yes, okay. One, one. There it is. <laughs> right. One classic penmanship, one sixth grader. They yep. both got one point. You know it. 
That's what you get for trying to teach me cursive. That's what my handwriting will ever be. Otherwise, it just, you know. Your next question, gentlemen. In the world of Star Wars, and the question is, who played the character Count Dooku in the films Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith? Christian, has this name ever made you giggle? Yes. The first time I saw it, did they say Dooku? Maybe an Allison Duty. Ah, that's a good one. Five, four, Duty. Three, two, uh, one. Pens down and Ben Goddard. Christopher Lee. Yes, it is. And Jim? Christopher Lee. One, excuse me, two, 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 two. Next question, gents. Here we go. Category of Middle Earth. Which actor plays Boromir in Lord of the Rings? Uh, great pronunciation there, Christian. Let me ask you a question. Yes, Between please. Christopher Lee's characters in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, who wins in a one-on-one fight? Um, the one in Lord of the Rings. Really? Five, four, For a force three. user? Sorry, buddy. Two, one. Pens down, and we start with uh, Jim. Sean Bean. Yes, it is. And Ben. Sean Bean. Yep. Okay, three, three. Mark? Your next question, gentlemen is in the world of DC. So DC films not necessarily associated with the DCEU. Remember that? Your question. Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro star in what? 2019 DC film. This is a playing game. Gonna um, hey, we're just making sure everybody's getting a good sweat going. They're well lubricated, making their layups, their free throws. Five, four, three, two, one pens down, please, and we go to Ben Goddard. Joker. Yep. And Jim. Joker. Okay. So we now see it four to four as we get to the next question. Number five is Marvel Films. Marvel Films. Who directed 2005's Fantastic Four? deep cut there uh christian i'm so happy hopefully we'll never have to make a ruling if somebody writes down the joker if they're referencing that movie that's what i think the writers were going for with that one and i I can see pj laughing because he knows that's what he's going for five four three two one he he causes me a lot of uh no sleep all right we start with jim baby tim story yes it is and ben tim story five 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 questions ago, and both competitors, perfect, as Booker T would say. That's right, gentlemen. If you get five more questions correct in a row and you don't miss one, then you'll be asked a bonus question that's also worth one point. But we're not there yet. Where we are is the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Go there in Universal Studios. You can meet Harry, Hermione, and John Roca. Your question. No, he left. In Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, what does Hagrid name his dragon mark i would bet the bank that there's no chance you would get this right uh i was gonna go with molly yeah that's incorrect with an ie not a y five four three two one pens down and we start with ben goddard norbert yes sir jim i don't know dracus <laughs> oh so the den strikes first den strikes first here six five Six five. Ben takes his first lead over Jim. Star Trek is the next. Who plays Jelia in Star Trek Beyond? 
or Jayla, excuse me, who plays Jayla in Star Trek Beyond? I'm, I'm really torn here. I mean, I, if I was going to have a dragon, maybe I'd name it Ivan because maybe it would have offspring. Then I could just keep going with the Drago kind of thing. I'd yeah. probably name them all Rocky characters. So I'd have like a George Washington Duke dragon, Five, a Tommy four, Gunn dragon. Three, two, one, pens down, and Jim. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name, but it's the actress from The Mummy. Can't accept that. And Ben. Sophia Batella. And now Ben goes up by two. Ben goes up by two here after being able to hit Sophia Batella's name as we get to number eight. That's right. Sophia Batella, friend of the show. Uh, your next category is, in fact, that DCEU I was talking about earlier. And your question, what DCEU film has the tagline, Accomplish Wonder? I got to tell you, as much I give, uh, you know, the, as the writers give me adjective, this I love this question. I love this question. Oh, good. So you love one out of the ninety they wrote for this match? Correct. Five, four. Can I get a repeat? This is from DCEU, right? Yeah. Yes, first sir. one. First repeat. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, to repeat the question. Yeah, I got, I got it. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's you. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. What DCEU film has the tagline "Accomplish Wonder"? I got it. I got it. Go ahead. I, f- I forgot. That's like two outfielders running into each other. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Pens down and Goddard. Wonder Woman? No, it is not. And Jim? I also had Wonder Woman. Yep. Nope. Chance to pick up some points there for Vavita. We're looking for Man of Steel. It's a great, great question. Great question. I knew it wasn't that. I couldn't think of anything. Heroes and Villains is number nine. Heroes and Villains, but the perfect game for Goddard is gone at the moment. So, Heroes and Villains. How many actors have portrayed Lex Luthor in live action on the silver screen since 1978? Uh, They followed up that question with another great one. Yeah. And this is theatrically released films, folks. I think you and I saw one of these together. Maybe five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. And we start with Jim. Three. Three is correct. Ben? Three. Three. Okay. So now we see ourselves eight to six. Ben getting that. And Jim gets it as well. Eight to six. Jim only down by two right now as we get to question number nine. Oh, sorry. Number Number 10. Number 10. This is the last question in round number one. And it comes from the world of mixed bag. Reach your hand in there. Maybe it's from Marvel, DC. It could be a snake. Your question, what 2012 comic book film featured the tagline, Judgment is Coming? Uh, Christian, the three actors playing Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman, Jesse Eisenberg, and some other guy. Fair enough. And five, four, three, two, one. Pen down. Ben got her. Dread? Yes. And Jim? I had Punisher Warzone. So the den. Seeing Ben Goddard hit another one, he is up 9-6, only missing one question. Big, big round one for the bandit and the Denmark as we find ourselves into round number two, how those rules work. 
Denmark, I'm in the US. Anyway, round number two is known as the wheel round. And yes, folks, we have an electronic wheel handy and boy, does it work wonders. So each competitor gets a spin at that wheel, which today is a sponsored wheel. Thanks to one of our patrons, Andy Schick. How about a hand for Andy, everybody? Andy Schick coming in hot. And who said it? So thank you, Andy, for your patronage. If you want to have your name read during an upcoming match, check out the Schmozno Patreon and select which tier is right for you. Now back to that wheel that Andy Schick so kindly sponsored. There's 12 slices on that wheel. You have opponents and spinners choice. You also have 10 categories of inner geekdom know-how. Once each competitor settles on a particular category, you're going to get five questions in that world. Each question is worth two points. There is no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing in round number two i'm kidding of course they're stealing in round number two there's always stealing in round number two so if a competitor misses a question the other competitor can steal it and try to get that answer so if you're not sure of the question or the answer ask us for multiple choice we'll give you four options one of which is the correct answer at that point the value of the question goes down to one so we have ben goddard and jim veveta christian ben has used one of his jte rules uh Vavita has not as of right now as we enter into round number two ben you have the lead so would you like to spin andy schick's electronic wheel first or would you like to defer uh, can i talk to my manager before i decide yes, you can. so i'm gonna move jim out I'm going to bring in. So who, I believe Kate is the one who's going to be managing. You can't have two managers here. So uh, yeah. let's, let me take, move Jim out. Excuse me. Keep uh, those hands up, Mulligan. All right. So Ben and his manager, Kate, have conferred. Ben, have you made a decision? What do you want to do? I will go first. All right. You're going to go first here. So Ben Goddard will go first. Let's get the wheel up there, please. Where is that wheel? Where is the wheel that Andy gave us? Andy, Andy. there we go. Look at that. So here we go. We're going to keep Kate up here until the decision is made. Here's the spin. All right. Ben Goddard clearly using his mind to spin the wheel. Ooh, All right, so we're going to have to bring Jim and uh, Andreco over here. So Jim and Andreco, Andreco is not being, uh, he froze. Perfect, right? Perfect time. There he is. Are you there, Mark? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I confer with my manager on Hello? Him. Yeah. Bring, yeah, I'm going to bring Kate out for a second. Okay. And I'll bring I'll bring Kate back in. All right. So bringing in Mark Andreco here, who can confer with Jim Vavita, um about what they want to do for opponent's choice. All right, Ben. They have given you scores and soundtracks for your category here. You get okay. five questions, five questions in scores and soundtracks. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here you go. Question number one. And again, you know what? I'm going to put, actually going to, Jim, make sure you have your hands up here too while you yeah, while you watch because you can steal. So we're going to keep you in here too. Please keep your hands so we can see them. All right, here we go. Mark, excuse me. Uh, here we go, Ben. First question. Who composed the score for both parts of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? Howard Shore. It's incorrect for the steal. 
Alexander Desplat. Desplat. What's your final answer? Alexander Desplat. I can spell it. Spell it, please. D e s p l a t. That is correct. All right. So we have a two-point steal here for Jim. All right. Nine to eight, Christian. Still in favor of Ben. Still in favor of Ben, but question number two. (sighs) What song plays while Night Owl and Silk Spectre make love in 2009's Watchmen? Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Two points for Ben Goddard. Not a song you should make love to. No, probably not. All right. So the next question here, question three. Who composed the score of X-Men First Class? Uh, Multiple choice. A, Henry Jackman. B, John Ottman. C, Michael Kamen. D, John Powell. Jackman. A is correct. One yeah, sorry, point. sorry, A, Henry Jackman. That's oh, okay. Sorry. One point. That's okay. One point for Ben Goddard. Here's question four. In Kingsman, the Golden Circle, what song does Elton John play when Eggsy and Harry attack Poppyland? Oh, gosh. The bitch is back? It's incorrect. For the steal, Jim? Friday night's all right for fighting. Looking for Saturday night's all right. Oh, a killer. And it was there for the taking. Almost had the steal there. But so, Ben, your final question here. Final question. Dennis McCarthy composed the score for which Star Trek film starring the cast from The Next Generation? Multiple choice. Is it A, Star Trek Insurrection, B, Star Trek Nemesis, C, Star Trek Generations, D, Star Trek First Contact? Generations? For one point. All right. So we now have multiple choice. Oh, it's multiple choice. I saw the text that Kate put in. That's Um, 13 to 8. Christian. So Ben Goddard, not a bad round considering the fact that he spun opponent's choice and got saddled with scores and soundtracks, but Jim Bavita, a big steal in there. Could have had two more points if he just got the right day of the week. He was off by one. It was still technically a weekend night, but Saturday night is all right for fun. Yeah, it is absolutely right, but the the thing is, that opponent's choice worked in his favor because he has now cut the the lead down to five as he goes for his spin in round number two. All right, we're going to bring Mark Andreco back here, and we're going to drop Goddard out, and now we're going to bring the wheel back as Jim Babita gets his opportunity to spin. Here we go. Okay, Babita using his mind. He had a few whiskeys last night. Oh, what he Oh, the Wizarding World. The Wizarding oh. World. Do you want to keep it or, or spin away from it? I want to spin away from it. Spin away from Harry Potter. Probably a good decision with Ben Goddard sitting by. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's the, here's the spin. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. That's oh, opponent's choice. All right, so it lands on opponent's choice. So now we're going to bring back in the den mother herself and Ben Goddard. All right, so what do you guys say?
Wizarding. All right, we're going to go to Wizarding World here. So we're going to bring back Jim. We're going to let Mark. Uh, oh, sorry, Mark is going to be out too. All right, get Kate. All right, so we're bringing back Jim Vavita. All right, here we go. And we start with Harry Potter for Jim Vavita. All right, Jim Vavita, you have selected Harry Potter. Well, actually, you had nothing to do with it. You spun opponent's choice. And you, Christian, both competitors listening to their managers on the opponent's choice. So the first question for Jim in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, who plays the ghost nearly headless Nick in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Multiple choice. Is it A, Hugh Laurie, B, Eric Idle, C, Stephen Fry, or D, John Cleese? John Cleese. An all-time legend and Magnavox spokesperson. You are correct for a point. One point for Jim. He makes it 13-9. All right. Next question of five in this round. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, who kills Dobby, the house elf? Multiple choice. Is it A, Bellatrix Lestrange, B, Draco Malfoy, C, Fenrir Greyback, or D, Lucius Malfoy? Uh, can you, uh, can I get that again? I can repeat them once without use of a JTE rule. Your options once again, is it A, Bellatrix Lestrange, B, Draco Malfoy, C, Fenrir Greyback, or D, Lucius Malfoy? Bellatrix, uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. He's maneuvering his way around this round admirably, Christian. That's another correct answer for Jim. One point. Sees himself 13-10 now, cutting it down to three. All right, Mr. Vavita, your next question. In Harry Potter, Voldemort is able to obtain a relic from each founding member of Hogwarts, except for whom? Multiple choice. Is it A, Rowena Ravenclaw, B, Helga Hufflepuff, C. Godric Gryffindor or D. Salazar Slytherin? Can you repeat that? Need the question or repeat the No, answer? no, just uh, the multiple. Uh, that'll count you. That'll count you one JT. Uh, then, now then, uh, Ravenclaw. That is incorrect. So Ben, I can repeat the options for you for the steal. Is it A, Rowena Ravenclaw, B, Helga Hufflepuff, C, Godric Gryffindor, or D, Salazar Slytherin? Gryffindor. Correct, Ben ba- Ben Bateman. Ben Goddard has a steal, Christian. All right, so now we see our, our fourth question. Our fourth question here, uh, Mark. That's right, 14 to 10 is now the count. Okay, Jim, your next question. This is your fourth, your penultimate question in this round. In the Order of the Phoenix, which character drops the orb with the prophecy about Harry in it, shattering it during the climax at the Ministry of Magic? Multiple choice. Is it A, Harry, B, Sirius Black, C, Bellatrix Lestrange, or D, Lucius Malfoy? Five, four, Harry. That is incorrect, Ben. I'm going to give you your options for a steal. Is it A, Harry, B, Sirius Black, C, Bellatrix Lestrange, or D, Lucius Malfoy? Uh, D, Lucius Malfoy. Another one-point steal for Ben Goddard, Christian. It is 15 to 10 going into our five points back. Yep. He got his five points back. So Jim needs to hit either one or two points here to keep it within range. A two-point steal could be pretty devastating. 
Here it is, and I don't think these guys are going to be wanting to talk about either Harry Potter or scores and soundtracks anytime soon after this. Your last question, Jim, in the Wizarding World. In the finale of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, who does Harry refer to as the bravest man I've ever known? Multiple choice. Is it A, Albus Dumbledore, B, Severus Snape, C, Sirius Black, or D, Remus Lupin? Five, four. That is incorrect, Ben. Your multiple choice options. Is it A, Albus Dumbledore, B, Severus Snape, C, Sirius Black, or D, Remus Lupin? Severus Snape. Another one-point steal. Christian Ben Goddard is going to enjoy a six-point lead going into round number three. It was a big, big move here. The opponent's choice, and they chose it. They thought about it. They picked the right one here with Wizarding World. Ben clearly knew it. And Jim struggled. He had a good start there, Mark, with the first couple, but then they just kind of tied him up. Smart move, though, going to multiple choice. Could have been a lot more damaging if he made uh, some big misses with the twos. Yeah, I mean, Christian, he played that round as well as he possibly yeah. could. And I'd say the same for Ben. Uh, opponent's choice twice in a play-in match. I mean, things are already getting final four temperature here in this Inner Geekdom tournament as we move in to round number three. This is the round that will determine the match. I'll give you gentlemen the rules here right now. Each competitor is going to give us a series of numbers. We need three numbers from each of you. These numbers can range from 1 to 15. Each number corresponds to a different corner of movie, trivia, schmodown, inner geekdom know-how. Your first question is worth two points. Your next one is worth three points. Your last one, should we make it that far, is worth five big points. Keep in mind, competitors, there's no penalty for missing a question, and there is no stealing in round number three. Uh, ben, you and Jim each have two usages of the JTE rule left. So I'm gonna ask you first, Ben, because you're up 16 to 10. Between one to 15, what three numbers feel the luckiest to you? Let's go uh, four, seven, 11. All four, right. seven, 11 for Goddard and for Jim. Let's see, I'll do... Uh... Let's do three. Let's do six, eight, nine. And Christian, it does appear that the Wizards and Meyer tell me Vavita did not actually use a JTE rule, so he still has all three at his disposal while Ben does retain his two. All right. So here we go. We start with Jim Vavita, who is trying to avoid the TKO here. He chose category number six. Category number six for Jim. Jim, you chose. Middle Earth. Okay. Name one person who is credited as a screenwriter on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Multiple choice. You can't have multiple choice on this round. Peter Jackson. Correct for two points. There it is. Correct for two points. All right. So, oh, sorry. sorry. I mean, I'm not stealing. So, we see ourselves 16. 16, 12, 16, 12. All right, Jim, you got to hit this one here. This is still have an opportunity. So Jim has his three pointer here, three pointer. And that was eight. That was number eight. That's Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. In Temple of Doom, the thuggy cult from the temple stole the Shankara stones from a local village and took what else from them? Their children. 
It's correct for three points. Correct for three points. So Jim Vavita now. Jim Vavita sees himself 16-15. Now, if he hits his five-pointer, if he hits his five-pointer, it bounces back to Ben Goddard. However, if he misses it, the Den will win by TKO and get themselves three points. Three big points here because the playing matches are worth two points, but a KO is worth one. All right, Jim, you chose category number nine for your five-pointer to send it back to Ben Goddard. Marvel. Marvel is your question. Here you go. In the film Daredevil, Bullseye kills a man in a bar by throwing what object into the man's throat? A nut. And your winner by way of technical knockout, Ben the Bandit Goddard. Ben the Bandit Goddard, we're going to bring back Mark and Jim in just a second here. Big TKO victory here, ladies, for Ben Goddard. He finds himself still in professional play, not exhibitions, professional play, undefeated. (laughs) Undefeated. Finds himself. So you guys are watching this, starting here with Kate. You're watching from the sideline here, and Ben Goddard holds it together. A lot of rookies. Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry. It was a a paperclip. It's five-pointer. Oh, the answer, by the way, was paperclip. Paperclip was the answer. All right. So, Kate, you're watching from the sidelines. You see it. Now, a lot of a lot of rookies would have gotten opponent's choice, and they might have shut down. He didn't do that. He held his composure. Jim hits opponent's choice. You guys debated on what to give him. Wizarding World was the right. Let me ask you that first. Wizarding World. How stressful was that to pick that particular thing to see how Jim was going to be there? I wasn't stressed about that at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to tell you, when he spun away from it, I said we didn't get Norbert. Everybody knows Norbert the Dragon. Listen, let me tell you something about Ben Goddard. Not only has he played in three different divisions, but now, as of today, he has a win in three different divisions, and he has two wins in one of the divisions. So come at us all and tell me that Ben Goddard doesn't belong in this tournament, people! Uh, look, Christian, you, you look at Ben Goddard's performance here today, and I think that the only flaw you might be able to find is that he might have not studied scores and soundtracks as much as he wanted to. Ben, is that the case? Do you study scores and soundtracks, or is it something that you kind of put on the back burner? Absolutely, Mark. Uh, I should have gone to multiple choice on both the questions I got wrong. I I could hear that Elton John song, but also I could hear Rocket Man in the back of my head. So those two got me mixed up. But I'm definitely going to study more. I'm glad to get three points. Uh, we're we're up there. I'm I'm I belong here. I belong in this tournament for real. And now I'm I have nothing to lose. I have zero to lose. I have zero pressure on me the next game. Robert Parker's the golden boy. If I win, it's the biggest upset of the year. If I lose, I'm supposed to lose. So I have no pressure. Well, let me ask you about that, though. So Parker, I mean, look, this could be this is one of those things. You know, you say you have nothing to lose. The one thing I would say is that you're one of the few rookies. If I can't remember the other rookie to do this, to come in rookie season and go singles, teams, inner geekdom undefeated. Right. So the one thing that you could lose 
is is uh, uh, you could lose a match and have that loss on your record. Now it is against Robert Parker. Will the studying in, intensify, knowing that this is the guy that everyone says is the next great thing? Robert Parker knows what he knows. I can't do anything about that. I just got to work on what I know. I knew every single overtime question in the Lord of the Rings match. He got one more question right than me, and that was the difference. He's a heck of a player, but again, he is the inner geekdom golden child. I'm not. I've already, like, does he have wins in three three leagues? No. He has oh, one no, win in no. one league. So there it is. All right. Well, Grace, um, once again, you guys are sitting pretty here. Not a lot of times that people can call, you know, it's just a few that people can call victory over the den. You guys are doing really, really well here. How are you feeling about Ben Goddard? You know, I'm feeling great. We're we're very proud. But like I said at the beginning of this game, we are not surprised. Nobody here was stressed. Nobody here was nervous. Um, look, scores and soundtracks is the Karen of this league. Is that a <laughs> is that a blank spot for sure? But he never lost his lead in this entire game. He's undefeated. We're talking through like this kid is unstoppable. Hence why he's in the den. That's right. Um, so, look, guys, congratulations. That is a big three points here. Big three points as we see the Den take a TKO victory in the first play-in game of this Intergeekdom tournament. Congratulations, Grace and Caden, of course, Ben the Bandit Goddard. All right, guys, I'm going to remove you all from the stream here. All right, everybody, so there was Kate Mulligan, Grace Hancock, and the winner of today's match via TKO, Ben the Bandit Goddard. Now let's bring in the rock stars here. We got Jim Veveda and Mark Andraco. This was uh, this is a hard one here, Andraco, for the rock stars. You know, you guys are having some. I mean, this it seems to be kind of what's going on with the rock stars because it was a great first round. Opponent's choice happens. Jim gets a, a couple good steals, but then he just missed. He missed that Elton John one. That could have been a big one. How you feeling, man? How you feeling about this match, uh, Android? Well, you know, I think I think we've all I, we've all made mistakes with one word. I think every single one of us has. That just happens in the heat of the match. Um, I think we did as as well as we could have. You know, he, with opponent's choice, Ben did better in scores and soundtracks than I thought he would have. And Harry Potter was obviously not in the top 10 list of things we wanted to pick, but he did what I would have done. He went multiple choice and he, he thought about them. And, you know, you can't win them all. There's, there's, you know, it's disappointing, but there's no shame in it. Sometimes, sometimes it's just not your turn. I do agree with that. Uh, Jim, what Mark says about, you could tell that your gameplay has improved because I think last year in round number two, you probably would have just tried to answer and maybe forgotten about multiple choice. You didn't know Harry Potter that well, but you navigated it very well and fought through it and only had a five point or six point deficit going into round number three. But how did you feel about your gameplay and and your uh, Inner Geekdom debut? I think by virtue of the fact that I lost by one point in a category that is uh, uh, not my strong suit, um, I'm not feeling too bad. I I did actually study this week Harry Potter stuff. Um, and I knew the minute I said Dumbledore that it was Snape. It was just one of those things where the pressure's like five, four, three, and you get down to the two second thing. I'm like, uh, Dumbledore. But I was like, knowing the movie and knowing the arc, I should have said Snape. 
Yeah, in terms of the Elton John song, look, I'm from Boston. Every night is all right for fighting. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one of my favorite tunes. It's one of my favorite guitar riffs. It might be my favorite Elton John song. So my heart broke for you a little bit. Yeah, but Jim, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> for you is where do you go from here? Do you think that you're able to pick up the pieces and, and be a competitor in inner geekdom? Do you think that this was a one-off? Where's your mindset right now? Uh, I think... I do think I have a very good chance at, at still competing and all that. And um, I, I think, look, I performed really well in a lot of the categories and I did get, I did surprise him enough that he was second guessing whether or not he should go Wizarding World. Uh, it's a good thing he conferred with his manager. Um, and if this doesn't work out, uh, I probably have a pretty good chance at uh, being a, a better Instacart guy than the guy I was dealing with today. <laughs> well, you know, that, that option. But uh, no, I, I, in all seriousness, uh, I think I have a really good chance. I think it's just, it really was a luck of the draw thing that I ended up on, on you know, opponent's choice because, you know, I got the Indiana Jones stuff fine. I did everything well. Um, the, the Daredevil thing, is a pisser, but if you really remember that movie that well, I feel bad for you. Fair enough. I will say this. I, I do have to ask Mark Andreco before I let you guys mm -hmm. go, but Jim, I do think you played a hell of a match for your first interview game and for a singles match, to be completely honest with one you. One point lost, people. One oh, point. this was this was your very first. Oh, then then I'm then I'm then I'm even more then I'm even more impressed. Uh, yeah, he's played in teams, but he's never. This is his first outside. This is his first. Uh, I'd, I'd seen the team matches. I just assumed not, but no. Then then this is a great first match in a, in a very competitive division where. There are no weak links in the in the inner geekdom competitions. Right. Well, so let me ask you though, Mark, because you know, I mean, I I know Roxy very well, mm -hmm. um, and you you've been you one of her longest. Uh, it started really mm -hmm. with you and, and Snyder here. This is rock stars. Um, she takes these things really hard. She takes the mm -hmm. losses hard, and and she really cares about all of you guys. I know you know she she even says it on her podcast how much she like she treats you like your her, her children. And oh, absolutely. So how do you think she's going to she's going to be able to handle this one? I think, you know, I texted her afterward. I think that hearing it, she'll be bummed. But I think when she watches it, she'll be very pleased, as pleased as you can be with a loss. Let's, right. let's contextualize it that way. But like I said, now, now knowing I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't know this was Jim's first match going in because I would have been more nervous. I just I thought he handled himself well. And I've been you know, we've all been in matches where it, the questions just weren't there for us. And you could if if the if the answer you could sit there all day and not know it, you can't be mad at yourself for losing for a question right. like that. So I will say the answer even more than the Elton John one that that bugged me that uh, mm -hmm. that I should have gotten. I just simply brain farted. Couldn't remember her name was Sophia Butella because mm -hmm. I interviewed her for that movie. I know who she is. I love Star Trek, and I just mine went blank. It happens to the well, best of us. Yeah, Jim, listen, I wanted to thank you again for being here today. Thank you for competing. Mark Andreco, as always, it's always a pleasure to see you. Good to thank see you guys. You. Thank you, guys. All right, let me uh, take both these guys out of here, too. Mark, we did it. Uh, the play-in match, one of the play-in matches is done. We have our second one. It's right around the corner, and it's going to be the Warfather. We've seen him before. You talk about a guy that has just made an impact with his big personality, and he's going to be there with Burnett. He takes on Greg Alba from the quirky mercs i don't know this is going to be a, a comedy show to say the least 
Yeah, a good clash of managers and uh, contestants in this one, Christian. And my, my question is, uh, what is Warfather going to be able to bring to the table from a knowledge standpoint with Greg Alba? What's he going to be able to bring to the table from a competitive standpoint? He's going to take this seriously. So he's great at cracking jokes when it's crunch time. Can he suck it up and get that correct answer? Christian, the groceries have been delivered, and now it feels like the Inner Geekdom Tournament is heating up. Yes, it is, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us, as always, for the great Mark Ellis Baby Carrots. I'm Christian Harloff. Tune on in. Got a lot of tournaments. Make sure if you're not tuning in to the Star Wars tournament, then you do it. Go to twitch.tv slash the schmodown. A lot of great content over there on our Twitch channel. Join today and make sure that you watch the Inner Geekdom Tournament every Thursday and Friday on this channel here on YouTube. Thank you to the great crew that we have. Thank you to the great Eric the Nerd Chronic himself for the wonderful editing and great promos here today. So thank you guys. We will see you next time. Peace out. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.